3: Your first look at this week's college football lines. This is College Lines Revealed on VSIN, the sports betting network. Here's Jonathan Von Tobel. What up, folks? Welcome in. You heard it. College football lines are revealed here on VSIN every single Sunday. And I am your humble guy through the opening lines as we get posted here live from Circa and the other spots that get them posted in the coming minutes. So as these numbers get posted, and every single one of them are going to get posted. Trust me, we move pretty quick here when it comes to revealing some of these college football lines. Let's set the table with some of the look-ahead lines that were posted up at DraftKings and where those numbers are at now as we wait for the entire slate to get posted. And let's start with what is actually a very busy Friday slate. If you're looking for the schedule for week five, we've got quite a few games on Friday. Am I missing a holiday or something? Because we got a full slate on Friday. Regardless, let's take a look at the Pac-12 matchup, Washington and UCLA. Fascinating game. Washington, I think, among the teams, you would say, uh, that have upgraded the most and from a power rating perspective have been improved the most, especially when you look at them from an offensive standpoint. Haven't had a lot of move here, though, when it comes to – the, the uh, number from the look-ahead to where we're at now, at least over at DraftKings. Look-ahead line here was Washington minus three on the road against UCLA. Current number on the board right now, we're talking about two and a half with a minus 120 on the favored side. Washington still favored. Huskies, though, the story is this offense. In terms of EPA per game offensively, 11th in the country, as is their EPA per play margin, and the sixth best passing attack in the country through four games now after a beatdown of Stanford yesterday, 40-22. As far as UCLA goes, one of the interesting parts about the Bruins in the early portion of the schedule is the fact that their offense uh, was actually a little behind their defense. Their defense is the one that had been helping them out a little bit. Well, 45-17 to 17 beat down to Colorado yesterday. The Bruins feeling a little bit better about their offense overall, but this is a fascinating matchup. To give you an idea, though, specifically their rushing attack, the Bruins come into this game, the 94th-ranked offense in terms of EPA per play on the ground. Pretty fascinating. Washington on the road here against a conference opponent. We'll see if they can keep this up, but it's very clear at this point as they're laying points in conference play that Washington's power rating has been increased by oddsmakers and betters alike. Let's go to our next couple of big matchups here on the board. I'm going to skip down a little bit. Let's go to Oklahoma on the road against TCU. Adrian Martinez ran roughshod over the Sooners, so Oklahoma licking their wounds in a pretty big matchup here on the road against TCU. Finds themselves undefeated, and after a beatdown of SMU and Sonny Dyke's return, now in a really fascinating spot against the Sooners. Well, we have an upgrade here. Oklahoma on the look ahead line was a seven and a half point favorite. This number now over at DraftKings is four and a half. And we're starting to see the board light up as these numbers are getting posted. And Circa right in step with where DraftKings at at this point right now. Oklahoma opens at Circa as a four point favorite with a total of 66 and a half. So clearly, at least where the market was before the loss to Kansas State, we've seen a small downgrade of the Oklahoma Sooners as they take on a TCU team that you could argue should be upgraded. Remember, TCU came into the season, I think they had 17, 18 returning starters. Uh, Sonny Dykes had a really loaded cupboard, especially when it came to returning talent. And so far through the early portion of the season, that has paid off for them. Let's move on. Let's talk about one of the big boy matchups, literally and figuratively, in the SEC. Everybody and their mother, my mother included, she called me and said, don't you think Arkansas is going to be pretty live against Texas A&M? Ultimately, not really the case as Arkansas falls to Texas A&M in a less than fashionable game. It didn't really look great when it came to that matchup, but still, a really fascinating bounce back here for Arkansas. They fall 23-21 on a technically we'll call it a neutral, I guess it was a Jerry World. But now they get to face Alabama. Look ahead headline here last week over at DraftKings. Alabama, a 15 and a half point favorite right now, posted at DraftKings 15 and a half. Circa opens this up 14 and a half, and this is the best part about some of these openers. Actually, misread this. Circa didn't open 14 and a half. It opened it up 17. In favor of Alabama against Arkansas. So again, I stress this every time we talk about these numbers in these games. If you are in a position where you can open up your accounts, watch your screens, and start playing around here, you can set yourself up quite a bit. You have a discrepancy on the board now of 14 and a half initially over at DraftKings and 17 here at Circa. DraftKings already on the move. Alabama up to a 15 and a half point favorite at their shop when they take on Arkansas this coming weekend. Speaking of Texas A&M. Pretty interesting matchup, so let's just dovetail right nicely to that as they are going to meet Mississippi State this coming weekend. Look ahead line over at DraftKings. Had Mississippi State as a a one-and-a-half point favorite in that matchup with the Aggies, they get rehung as a three-point favorite, the Bulldogs do, with a total of 46-and-a-half. And And look, I don't think that that's unfair at this point. This Texas A&M team, despite the fact that they are 3-and-1, and and by the way, relatively decent against the spread, especially these last couple of games, uh, they have been abysmal. With their passing attack, EPA numbers offensively for the Texas A&M Aggies up to this point. The 80, no excuse me 106th ranked passing offense in the country the quarterback change has not really done much for texas a&m and their offense didn't do much when you get a scoop and score the way that they did last night that's going to change things for you the offense was still relatively abysmal for the aggies and this defense has not really shown out either in terms of their rushing defense 79th in the country in terms of epa per play so we'll see if the aggies can hold up here in this matchup against mississippi state and that spread out attack but again we're talking about a three-point spread in favor of the Bulldogs. Let's go to a Pac-12 matchup. This one's going to be a lot of fun. Oregon State does what a lot of people expected them to do—a tight fight, uh, tight and closely fought battle with USC last night. They are now going to hit the road to take on number 13 Utah. Look-ahead line here was 11 and a half over at DraftKings. That gets opened up as 11 here at Circa and another spot. So that's where we're at right now with the Utes as 11-point favorite with a total of 55. You do wonder, in college, uh, I have to get a little bit more into this when it comes to my handicapping, situationally, night game at home against USC, you get built up for that now, you get a fight, a, t- a tight uh, loss to the Trojans, got to hit the road, take on a powerful opponent in Utah who is much better defensively against the run, which is one of your biggest strengths, and you don't get the benefit of playing at home. It'll be fascinating to see where the market goes as this gets hung up at Circa, but again, 11 with a total of 55 there. Let's go to the 21st-ranked team in the country who took Clemson to overtime yesterday. Really great performance for Sam Hartman and the Demon Deacons. Ended up falling in overtime to Clemson. Now they got to move past that, hit the road to take on Florida State. Right now, this is where we get a little bit of a discrepancy from a look-ahead number to where we're at right now. Wake Forest on the road against Florida State. Look-ahead was 2.5 over at DraftKings. Florida State is 6-point favorite right now over at Circa with a total of 64.5. Situationally, again, maybe a little bit of a letdown for Wake Forest. Losing closely to Clemson, pushing them to overtime, now having to hit the road, take on a Florida State team that in the early portion of this season has looked a pretty solid especially when you look at some of their numbers offensively, despite some issues in terms of injuries and you know bumps and bruises. Uh, if you look at them from an EPA per play standpoint offensively, the Seminoles, the 17th best team in the country. And you do wonder if this defense, though, is going to play a little bit better than what this um, secondary of Clemson did. And Clemson was pretty banged up, but a dynamic passing attack for Sam Hartman and Wake Forest had them inside that number over the weekend. We'll see if they can respond as nearly a touchdown underdog against the Seminoles in that spot. Let's talk about that Clemson team. Dabo Swinney, after the game, kind of chastising the media a little bit when it came to quarterback DJ Uyangalole, said he was a gamer, and actually scolded folks who doubted him. I think if you actually watched the game yesterday, he left quite a few throws on the field that would have allowed Clemson to open up that lead and avoid overtime, but that's just me. Clemson is now in a really, really interesting spot, going to come back home and take on NC State. Look ahead here for Clemson was eight over at DraftKings, Circa opens them up as a six-point favorite with a total of 44.5. Monitor the injuries here, too. As I said, secondary got pretty thin for Clemson as the game went along. Wide receiver injuries hit him a couple of times, too. So this is something to monitor as we move into this game with NC State. Uh, but this was a very this was a circled game for the most part when it came to ACC play. If NC State was going to upend the apple cart when it came to the play in ACC, it was going to be in a game like this where they were going to be able to steal this contest. They come into this 4-0, so we'll see if this defense, which up to this point statistically has been very good for the Wolfpack, if they can maybe pull off the upset here against Clemson. As we move on, looking at some of the top games on the board, we go to a rematch of the Big 12 championship game from a year ago, Baylor and Oklahoma State. Look ahead here over at DraftKings. We have right now on the look-ahead line, it was Baylor minus 1.5 with a total, uh, no, no total there, excuse me, Uh, But we do have a number up here at Circa. No real move off of the look-ahead. Baylor is a one-point favorite with a total of 55. As other shops start to open up here, Baylor is opening up as a two-point favorite over at Caesars. So again, looking across the board and finding some of these discrepancies, I am fascinated by what Baylor is going to be able to do here from a defensive standpoint. Baylor has been just as advertised despite tons of personnel losses when it comes to their defense. 12th ranked team against the run so far this season and Oklahoma state. This has been kind of the interesting part about what the um, Cowboys have pulled off. Their defense has taken a little bit of a hit. Their run defense is actually top 20, but what's been pretty solid about the Cowboys up to this point is that their offense is one of the better ones in the country. 34th overall in terms of EPA per play for the Oklahoma state Cowboys. So this offense versus this defense is going to be a fascinating contest in big 12 play. And one that's going to carry a lot of weight when it comes to the big picture of that conference. From there, let's hit one more, maybe two more, uh, before we get to, because we're going to be joined by a lot of great guests. Amal Shah is going to be with us in a couple of minutes, get his thoughts on what we have seen And after a wild weekend of college football and some pretty solid upsets. Let's go to Kentucky, taking on Ole Miss. The look ahead here had Kentucky as a four-point underdog. Ole Miss right now here at circa a six-point favorite with a total of 56.5. So we'll see if Kentucky can continue its strong form of play here up to this point of course, yesterday, in a uh, back-and-forth battle, which I think not a lot of people expected, but needed a stronger fourth quarter, especially defensively, to hold off Northern Illinois, 31-23. to Now you get to take on Ole Miss. So Kentucky, again, off to a solid start up to this point of the season, 4-0, and up to as high as eighth in the country in terms of the AP poll. But we'll see if they can actually maybe shake off and what was probably a look-ahead spot against Northern Illinois as they got ready for Ole Miss this coming weekend. So... Those are some of the top matchups that we saw up to this point in college football. As you're kind of looking around the board and we're seeing some of these totals and these line moves, these are moving really quickly, folks. And I cannot stress this enough as you look at this, and even if you're listening to the podcast, if you're sitting around and listening later in the week, on Sundays, if you're actually taking this seriously as a college football better, even though the NFL is going on, it really helps to pay attention to a lot of these openers. And we have a lot of games that are left to get to on this board and a lot of moves that have already happened. You want an idea of how wild this gets at this point? It's not a big game, but how about this? Eastern Michigan and Massachusetts, that total's already moved 5.5 points. Come on, there's a lot to get to. Amal Shaw joins us next on College Football Lines Reveal.
1: Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.
4: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: This is College Lines Revealed on FESAN, the sports betting network.
3: Hey, folks! A reminder for you. Come on, sign up for the Visa Pro package. It is everything we have to offer here at Visa now through the Super Bowl. 175 bucks is going to get you everything that we do, including. Picks at a glance, top plays made by VEASAN show host and guests, 24-7 video and more. Again, sign up, discounted football special, VEASAN Pro, now through the Super Bowl, only 175 bucks. It includes the NHL guide, which is coming out soon, the NBA guide, which is coming out soon, the college football guide, which is coming out soon, everything we do, VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. One of our many hosts and contributors and college football analysts, Amal Shaw, nice enough to give us some time here today as we look at what we're seeing on the board as it lights up, so Amal, first off, appreciate you joining us here on an NFL Sunday. I uh, wanted to start with one of the big games SEC-wise uh, because over the weekend, Arkansas was a hot ticket uh, taking on Texas A&M. Now a uh, scoop of score that goes, what was it, like 98-plus yards and still a poor offensive performance from Texas A&M. It felt like one of those uh, wrong-result-right-side type of deals for the Razorbacks. Regardless, now they got to shake it off and take on Alabama. They're a 15-and-a-half-point underdog here against the Crimson Tide. Circa actually has it 17. What do you make of this matchup here for the Razorbacks against the Crimson Tide, my friend?
5: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, uh, JVT, simply because Arkansas is number one in the nation in terms of getting sacks, but they were last coming into the game in terms of pass yards allowed. I thought it was a little bit uh, misleading because they played some pretty decent quarterbacks, Ben Bryant, uh, Spencer Rattler. And I got to tell you, though, I'm concerned about the Razorbacks coming into this game. JVT, I don't know if you saw that game yesterday. Mm-hmm. I have never seen a team fold more after one turnover when leading at the half than Arkansas. You would have thought it was the last play of the game that occurred in the second quarter. I, I mean, this team just mentally just absolutely collapsed and probably should have won that football game, as you said, but we'll see if they can bounce back. The one area that uh, Alabama, to me, still seems weak is the offensive line. I think it's an area where it could be a potential problem, but uh, I think it'll be tough sledding for them. And KJ Jefferson just doesn't seem to be throwing the ball consistently. I, I think it's going to be a tough one for them. I think his number at 17 is a little bit more accurate than the 15 and a half, and I think it could go even a little bit higher. I think the Crimson Tide roll in this game.
3: All right, let's go to another team that was um, that was actually upended over the weekend in, in a more shocking fashion, uh, Oklahoma. It takes on Adrian Martinez and Kansas State, and a lot of folks uh, thought that Kansas State was going to be a pretty plucky team, and their passing offense stinks them all, but they still get it done against the Sooners. Now they're on the road, taking on Sunny Dykes and TCU. Horned Frogs took care of business in his old stomping grounds uh, over at SMU. What do you make of this? Because a look-ahead was Oklahoma minus seven on the road. The nine now is four and a half in favor of the Sooners with a total of 69. So clearly a little bit of a downgrade, a little bit of an upgrade, but still the perception from a market standpoint, it has been damaged for the Sooners.
5: It has a little bit, um, you know, I think the number kind of falls where it should be. This is generally a tight, tough series. TCU historically, when Gary Patterson was there, has played OU very tough. Uh, but I'll tell you what, you said 69, half on this total. I would play this one over already uh, because I think it's going to be very high scoring. You look at Dykes and what his offense wants to do. Max Dugan's gotten off to a very good start so far. They can really move the ball. And then on the flip side, I think Oklahoma should be able to move the ball comfortably against this TCU defense. SMU did a nice job yesterday with Tanner Mordecai, former Oklahoma transfer there under center for the Ponies. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I do think the Sooners bounce back, but I'm not going to lay this number in Fort Worth. This is an important game for both sides here. Uh, Benneville's and company. I think the season could go sideways very quickly if they don't win. And I think for TCU, really an opportunity to become a contender in the Big 12 with a victory here.
3: I know we're a college football show, but those who are watching us live, it is worth telling you that Tua Tungvaloa has gone back to the locker room for the Miami Dolphins. All right, let's talk about your guys. Ohio State, big matchup here. Don't laugh. Do not laugh. Rutgers, what do you think of your Buckeyes here? How they're rolling them all? Like the power rating, I will ask seriously, power rating on them is uh, starting to get higher and higher. If they're going to start to deliver as massive favorites, they're a 39-point favorite here against Rutgers.
5: Yeah, that number's a little bit out of whack, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they cover on this one simply because Uh, These two teams, they played last year, and the Buckeyes won by a similar margin. I think they beat them 52-13 last year. So I would expect uh, Ohio State to be in a position to be able to really run roughshod over them. But the problem with Ohio State is, as you saw it yesterday, once the game, the score is out of whack, they become a bit disinterested. And I I thought it felt like that in yesterday's game. So something to worry about if you're going to bet this matchup a potential backdoor cover uh, for Rutgers. I would look at the Buckeyes in the first half. I think they should be able to put up 28 to 35 points.
3: How much is Quinn Ewers worth as opposed to Hudson Card? We saw Steve Sarkeesian uh, yesterday kind of play some games. Quinn Ewers made the trip. Quinn Ewers dressed. Quinn Ewers went out there and threw to wide receivers. Um, Very close to a return. Potentially going to play here for Texas. Longhorns lose at overtime. Uh, Now they have a pretty interesting matchup as they play host to West Virginia. This opened up 11 of them all, down to 9.5 with a total of 62.
1: I
5: think the move's the wrong way. I think Texas bounces back and wins the game. They really were in control of that game in Lubbock. Uh, Hudson Card did a nice job with the last-minute drive, last-second drive to get him in field goal range, and then Robinson fumbled in overtime. I would take Texas. Look, JT Dino's been very good. He can throw the ball, and they're going to be able to move and score some points. But Ewers needs to play this week because they've got the second Saturday in October coming up. That's Oklahoma, Texas. And um, I'll tell you right now, I I think Ewers plays, and I think the Texas offense, Hits its stride. I think they'll be just fine. I think they score some points here against the Niners. I like laying the number here.
3: Let's go to a team that surprised a lot of people, and uh, traditional basketball power, Kansas, undefeated. Lance Leopold continues to deliver for the Jayhawks and all. They are at home against Iowa State. They're a three-point underdog now. This actually opened up two with a total of 55.5, but now we're looking at Iowa State minus three on the road with a total of 57.
5: Yeah, to me, the one thing I would point to is that Iowa State is a little bit inconsistent on the offensive side of the ball. Jalen Daniels has been amazing for Kansas so far. You know, I I don't even know if they punted in that game until midway through the third quarter or fourth quarter in that game against uh, Duke yesterday. Iowa State, I know they lost a tight game in terms of final score, 31-24 against Baylor, but the reality was the Bears were in control of that game, and I think Kansas' offense might be a little bit too dynamic I like KU at home catching three here. I'm not going to play this game, but um, I think this one I would lean towards KU at home.
3: I mean, clearly the market is still kind of catching up with what this Kansas team is, right, uh, considering they keep covering these numbers, and maybe the market still is yeah. just a little slow in the uptick with how good the Jayhawks have been up to this point. All right, I'm going to take you out west really quickly. Uh, how much have you upgraded Washington, and what do you make of them in this spot here? They're two a two-and-a-half, three-point road favorite against UCLA, total is 65
5: yeah, I, look, I, I don't have a problem with them being potential favorite on the road against the Bruins because the Bruins still have some question marks, but I, I can't back Washington this far. I'll take the Bruins. Um, you know, they had a, had a basically what amounts to a scrimmage in Boulder yesterday against uh, the, the Colorado Buffaloes. Penix has been terrific so far for Washington. I think they're getting a lot of credit for a Michigan State win, but Michigan State is horrific. I mean, I said yeah. it before when they signed Michael, uh, you know, Mel Tucker last year. I said. This is going to be a nightmare of a contract, and you're starting to see it. I mean, at one point in this game yesterday, Michigan State had negative two yards of offense in the second quarter. They're they're just not a particularly good football team, so I don't want to give Washington a ton of credit for beating Stanford and for beating Michigan State. Now going on the road, all of a sudden they're a favorite over UCLA. I don't see it. I think DTR and company bounce back and have a strong game in this
3: one. So that's actually – I'm glad you reminded me, because one of the teams that has really – through the first three games – When your competition's a little bit lesser and one of those, you get to beat up at Colorado, you have a lot of questions. So I took a field goal with Michigan State uh, yesterday against Minnesota. And Amal, Minnesota with Kirk Scirocco back at offensive coordinator and Tanner Morgan back in that system, this offense is incredible. They actually lead the league in EPA per play on offense up to this point. What have you made of Minnesota now through four games against, albeit maybe some lesser competition? You mentioned you're not that big on Michigan State because now they take on Purdue. We don't know what's going to happen with Aiden O'Connell here in this game, but the market has gone from minus eight in favor of Minnesota with a total of 58.5 to minus 10, and that's one of the bigger total moves as well, 52. But what have you made of the Golden Gophers? Because this offense looks incredible.
5: Well, I I love this team because, first of all, I think P.J. Fleck, they're so well coached. They don't have necessarily the talent that some of the other teams around the country have, but for people who haven't seen Muhammad Ibrahim, I, I would actually put him in the top three running backs in the Big Ten. You know, To me, it's Travion Henderson, Braylon Allen, and Muhammad Ibrahim. I, I think those are the three best tailbacks in the league. Um, he is outstanding. You mentioned Tanner Morgan in terms of what he's been able to do, but this team is consistent. They play defense. They're going to manage the game well. They're not going to make mistakes. They're not going to beat themselves. Um, I think they'll take care of business against Purdue. I still think Purdue's got some holes that Minnesota can exploit. Now, this game being played uh, up in Minneapolis, I like the uh, goal for, uh, in the Twin Seasons. Look, they got a great shot to win the Big Ten West. You, you look at their schedule, very manageable. They do have to go to Penn State, but they skip Michigan and Ohio State. So I, I think this team's got a real strong possibility, JBT, of winding up the year with one or two regular season losses only.
3: All right, we'll get you out of here on one more Big Ten matchup. Michigan fails to cover against Maryland. They were open. They opened up last week as a 20-point favorite, and they closed at about 17. Now they're laying 10 on the road against Iowa.
5: That's a big number, and I'll tell you what. I, I know Iowa's looked horrific, but I have seen this series for three decades, and I've seen a million teams go into Kinnick and come out with an L. I, I will take the Hawkeyes in 10 points here. I, I'm just telling you, I've seen this a million times, and, and I will go with the Hawkeyes. You're getting 10.
3: Amal, I'll always go with you as my favorite college football analyst. How about that? Good to talk to you, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Sir. I appreciate it. You got it. all Shah one up on Twitter. Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and... Ready to dive into college football. All right, we've got a lot to get to here uh, in the last 30 minutes. Matt Grill, trading manager over at DraftKings, is going to join us in 20, get the DraftKings perspective on what's going to go down and how they open some of these numbers. Let's take a look at some of the biggest moves. And, again, the notable injuries that we have to monitor, a couple of quarterbacks we have to keep an eye on uh, as we look at some of these matchups next week that could have an impact on some of these numbers here on College Lines Revealed.
0: This is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network.
3: Hey, folks, remember that if you missed out any part of this show or want to listen to some more episodes that include Tim Murray, Matt Humans, Adam Burke, and others, College Football Betting Podcast is the spot for you. Awesome new addition to the vCIN podcast lineup. College Football Betting Podcast spans a lot of stuff in the world of college football betting. It includes everything from the opening lines here today to best bets and analysis for the week to come from all of our college football betting analysts. So check that out. College football betting podcast here at vCN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, with that. We do have a lot of movers and shakers when it comes to the world of college football. First, Ellie, you want to go to pro tip first? Get that thing out of the way, or you want to go to the... the, All right, let's go to pro tip first. We were talking about this over the break. You'll find all of our pro tips, by the way, up at vsyn.com. Betting resources, click that tab. Boom. Right there for all you pro subscribers, these pro tips. Uh, But I kind of put it like this. You know, don't be afraid to ride some of these undervalued teams until the market adjusts. It's what a lot of really smart bettors do, uh, not to put myself under this umbrella, but like I'm a big NBA handicapper, and when I find a market discrepancy, I will bet that market discrepancy until I feel the market has adjusted uh, in a proper fashion. So, for example, the two that really come to mind, Kansas, UNLV. Uh, Kansas has been off to this great start under Lance Leopold. They've covered every single one of their games. They have been absolutely incredible from an offensive standpoint. Their EPA numbers, some of the best in the country. Uh, Market has adjusted a little bit here. You're starting to see the shift, but it hasn't been enough. So if you're making your numbers and you value Kansas a little bit more than the market has, clearly the market's still a little um, out of whack when it comes to the Jayhawks, then that's something you should do with the Jayhawks. Same thing with UNLV. The market is starting to adjust for the Rebels, Last week, or this past Saturday, just yesterday, they go from a one-point underdog at the open to a three-point favorite on the road. They end up rolling against Utah State. Here this weekend, they open up as a 14-point favorite against New Mexico. They're going to play on Friday. That's up to 17. The market is starting to adjust, and these sharp betters are supporting UNLV on a a week-to-week basis, by the way. Uh, But Rebels still, despite the 3-1 record, are undefeated against the number. So keep that in mind. I think those are two really good examples of it, but you can continue to kind of move on here from a power rating perspective. When it comes to that, and don't be afraid to kind of keep betting into these until you do, because even if it, let's say for Kansas, if you've been betting into Kansas each and every week, even if you take one on the chin this weekend against Iowa State, you are four and one when you're betting on those Kansas games. If you have been writing the fact that they are an undervalued team by the betting market. So with that, let's take a look at some of the biggest moves that we have seen in these first 30 minutes in the market with some of these openers. Uh, we'll start in the Big Ten. Uh, how far Northwestern has fallen. <laughs> this has uh, been pretty bad for the uh, for Northwestern, and now the Purple Cats are going to take on Penn State. Northwestern opened up as a 22 point underdog, but the market says mm, not not enough. Uh, we are now up to 26 in favor of the Nittany Lions. So, Michigan State, let's talk about the Spartans here really quickly, uh, because Michigan State has been a team that I tried to back over the weekend against Minnesota, took it on the chin. They have not looked very good. Their secondary is shorthanded. It has been a Terrible, and the running game for Michigan State has been pretty inconsistent up to this point. Michigan State opens as a four-point underdog to Maryland, who just went to Ann Arbor and covered in a really competitive contest against Michigan. Now they are a -a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Maryland is in this matchup against Michigan State. After that, we go to the ACC. Louisville taking on Boston College. BC opens up as an 11-point underdog against Louisville. This one now up to 14 in this matchup between ACC foes. Uh, Louisville, of course, last time we saw them, was just yesterday uh, in their matchup against, uh, who are they playing? Oh, South Florida, 41-3. to Louisville took care of business there. All right, let's flip the page, go to some of our other big line moves here. Texas State and James Madison. Uh, you talk about everybody and their mothers. Everybody had circled James Madison in that spot against App State. That comes through. Now they're taking on Texas State. This goes from 18 to 21 now in favor of James Madison. And to give James Madison some credit, uh, you want to talk about a team Uh, that has put up some really great numbers offensively. Uh, That would be James Madison, who I don't remember the mascot. I'm sorry. Uh, Let's go to Georgia State and Army. Georgia State opens up as a six-point underdog right under that full seven against Army. That number up to nine now in favor of Army. San Diego State and Boise State. Really interesting game in the Mountain West. Two traditional powers who are off to pretty rough starts so far this year. Uh, Boise State upended in an ugly way on Friday. Now, this one opens up seven in favor of the Boise State Broncos. We are down to four, kind of representing what the market feels about Boise State. But also, are these two teams very close to being the same type of team from a power rating standpoint. Not surprising to see a Broncos team that entered the season pretty overvalued, having the money come in against them in this spot against the Aztecs. All right, one more in terms of sides here. Florida International, New Mexico State. FIU opens up as a 12-point underdog in this matchup, up to 15 and Ford Atlantic taking on North Texas has not gone well for the Mean Green the last two weeks. Ford Atlantic opens up as a one-point favorite here, now upwards of three and a half. And Ewell Monroe taking on Arkansas State. Not good defensive numbers here for Arkansas State, but still, this opens up ten, now down to seven and a half in favor of Louisiana Monroe. Got some totals here. You going to go to those? Let's go here. Tulane in Houston again, rolling through some of the big moves, aside and total that we have seen on these college football openers as of today. Tulane in Houston, big move to the under here. Opened up 61 and a half. This is down to 53. Bowling Green and Akron, we've seen a lot of money on the over here. This opens up 43 and a half. Now upwards of 51. And remember, these totals they move like crazy. Uh, you talk about some of these sides moving. It's the totals that really get jamming when you talk about some of these openers. Central Michigan, Toledo, 66 and a half at the open. Down 6.5 points, we were at a flat 60 in that matchup between Central Michigan and Toledo as far as the total moves when it comes to those three matchups there. As far as some others, Utah State, BYU, a mini Civil War, uh, 66 and A 66.5 down to 61. Utah State looks terrible, man. Weber State blows them out. They give up quite a bit on the ground and offensively to UNLV just yesterday. Their defense is in shambles. BYU is a big favorite there. You would think that the, the Cougars are going to put up some numbers, but that total gets driven down from 66 and a half to 61. Maybe a referendum on this Utah State offense, which does not look good either. Georgia Southern, Coastal Carolina. This opens up 63.5, now upwards of 69 on the total. Again, these hung up like 30 minutes ago. So you see a lot of moves. And Liberty taking on Old Dominion, moved to the under here, 54 and a half at the open. We are down to 49 and a half on the total there. Again, rolling through some of these big total moves, East Carolina taking on South Florida. Not a surprise here. South Florida has been a pretty terrible defensive team, so you see this number go from 54.5 to 59.5. Interesting for these next two games. The first one, Purdue-Minnesota. We mentioned that Minnesota statistically has been one of the better offenses in college football up to this point, but there's quarterback questions. Aiden O'Connell did not play over the weekend for Purdue. We'll see what his status is going to be moving forward, but 58.5 on the total here, down to 54 wonder what the impact of O'Connell would be if he's ended up, if he ends up being available for this game and one of the best offensive teams in the country up to this point, Minnesota, and yet the game moves to the under. And then Oklahoma State and Baylor, kind of the inverse for both of these games, right? You expect that maybe a team with the best offense in the country statistically, the total would move up and move down. You would expect maybe two teams defensively, especially Baylor, maybe this starts to move down. It moves up, opens up 50 and a half. We're now at 55 in that rematch of the Big 12 title game from a year ago, Oklahoma State and Baylor. So I mentioned Aiden O'Connell, and that's why I can't wait to talk as we're kind of we going to meet up with uh, Matt Grill coming up in a couple of minutes uh, as we talk about how DraftKings approached some of this from an odds-making standpoint is how you handle impactful guys. You know Aiden O'Connell, from a point spread standpoint, really not sure how much that's worth. Uh, but what about a guy like Quinn Ewers? Steve Sarkeesian and uh, the Texas Longhorns were kind of playing games yesterday. Ewers made the trip. Ewers did dress, and he threw out there for receivers, but ultimately did not make it into the game. Hudson Card made the start and uh, Texas ends up losing in overtime to Texas Tech. But Ewers is reportedly getting healthier and closer to making his return back from injury. So if that's going to be the case, who looked pretty good in that first half against Alabama, what is a guy like Ewers like to a point spread for a team like a Texas? As we have seen that number open up, for those who do not remember where we were at with this game here for the Longhorns, they're playing host to Virginia, West Virginia. That opened up 11 with a total of 64 and a half. Longhorns are now a 10-point favorite with a total of 62. So some impactful names as you're looking at it and whether or not a guy like yours is going to be out there. But I am interested to see how the market views him and what the difference between him and Hudson Card is. Because, by the way, you want like a secondary pro tip? Remember, people talk about what guys are worth to the point spread. It is not an individual player who is worth something to the point spread. It is the difference between that player and the player beneath him on the depth chart, especially when it comes to quarterbacks. you got to keep that in mind, right? A uh, To give you an extreme example, one that will get the idea through, If Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are on the same roster, if Tom Brady goes down and Aaron Rodgers is the backup, really not going to move the point spread that much, if at all, because there's two elite quarterbacks. But if it's Tom Brady and his backup is Kyle Trask, that's a really big difference. And thus, again, point spread value, not on an individual, but the difference between him and his backup. So with that, as you look around the board here, I wanted to start kind of at the top and look at some of the bigger matchups and where we've seen some other line moves that maybe have not moved the needle quite a bit. Like, for example, interesting matchup to watch here. Wisconsin and Illinois. Wisconsin gets its door blow, uh, doors blown off by Ohio State. They open up as a nine-point favorite. Total move here from 44 to 44, uh, 45. So not a big move, but again, something worth noting is Wisconsin's in a pretty interesting bounce-back spot in that matchup there. As you kind of move further down the list and you look at some of the moves that we're trying to expect here, Virginia Tech and North Carolina, for example. UNC's defense shows up in a really poor way against Notre Dame. We have seen this total open up 60 and a half. It is now down 257 between Virginia Tech and North Carolina. Uh, how about one of the lower totals on the board here? Service Academy game, Navy and Air Force. Air Force opens up 15 with a total of 34 and a half. Slight bump to the over there. That total is now 36. And one more to mention before we get out of here, Michigan and Iowa. We brought this up uh, very briefly with them all, but worth mentioning Michigan now a 10-point favor after opening up nine with a total of 41 and a half up to 44 and a half. Let's take our break. And when we come back, we wrap it up with Matt Grill, trading manager over at the DraftKings. It's college football lines revealed here on V the Sports Betting Network.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: This is College Lines Revealed on VSIN, the sports betting network.
3: Start your football season on the right foot, folks. Subscribe to VSIN Pro. You get full access to everything we do. That includes a lot of stuff. How about 24-7 video stream and pro tools like our exclusive betting splits? I know a lot of you like that. Sign up on our discounted football special. Decent Pro access everything we do for now through the Super Bowl for only $175. Go to slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network family. We're a family here. Let's welcome in our next guest, Matt Grill, Trading Manager for DraftKings, who is, uh, I believe, on the trading room floor. Look at this. This is It's hot. It's heavy. A lot of action going on. College football lines are up. What's up, man? Good setup. Good shirt.
6: <laughs> thanks JV, jvt yeah rebels uh on a roller to start the season uh might be uh rolling in the uh, mountain west championship game
3: here in a couple months who knows yeah the uh, well you talked to some handicappers we talked to adam burke who makes his own ratings and uh last week the rebels were his highest uh improved team in terms of the ratings and that was before they put a beat down on utah state on saturday so we'll see if that continues for unlv one of the best uh betting teams in the country still undefeated against the spread okay Let's take a look at some of the bigger matchups and where you guys were at and uh, what we're expecting here in terms of the big games we're going to see. Let's start with North Carolina State and Clemson. Your look-ahead line here was NC State catching eight. My screen shows you guys at seven. Clemson's got some secondary issues. They didn't cover as a seven-point favorite against Wake Forest. Uh, What do you make of where your guys' number at is now, and what do you just make of Clemson overall who did not look great, especially defensively against Wake Forest the other day?
6: Yeah, I mean, they, they were able to put up some points. Finally, though. DJ had his uh, best game. I think it was his first game ever with over two touchdown passes. I think he had five in the game. So, uh, you know, NC State, though, they're not I don't think they've been really up to snuff either with their preseason expectations. So we'll end up going with this game
3: back up at seven and kind of going to see where the money goes. How about Oklahoma? What do you guys do with a team like the Sooners, who had kind of been trucking along? Market goes against them in that Nebraska game. They cover uh, with relative ease against the Huskers, then come back against Kansas State and lose the way that they do. How much did you uh, did you downgrade them? Because your guys' look at headline was a full seven, if I remember correctly, yep, on the road against TCU. Now the screen shows four and a half, and the Horned Frogs look pretty darn good so far under Sonny Dykes.
6: Yeah, it's funny. I brought up early in the week on the look-ahead show where Oklahoma just can't solve these Kansas City Wildcats for some reason. They just got their number. So, uh, yeah, went up with seven a couple days ago. All we wrote was Oklahoma business. That was all it was. So now it's down to four and a half. TCU looked pretty impressive on offense against SMU. So
3: I think it might be a tough game for the Sooners here. How about a tough spot? What do you do with a team like Oregon State who does what we kind of all expected, right? A lot of sharp bettors were on the side of the Beavers in that matchup against USC but you fail, right? You, you cover, but they wanted to win that game. Now you got to hit the road to take on Utah, arguably a higher power rated team than USC. What did you guys do with the Oregon State Beavers?
6: Yeah, USC really, they the recipient of, uh, they're playing turnover ball, and not football, so that's yeah. how they're winning these games so far. So, uh, yeah, Oregon State probably should have won that game. Now they're rolling to Rice Cycles up in Utah, which has been a tough place for opponents the last couple of years. So, we had uh, 11 and a half up on the look ahead. That's kind of where the line is now. So, going to be tough, I think, to keep, keep pace with the Utes. We have them braided right ahead of USC at this point.
3: And the other the matchup, they're very much worth mentioning here, too, of course. Uh, Alabama on the road against Arkansas. We saw the Razorbacks fall in a, uh, a very poorly played game against Texas A&M. Probably should have won it, but when you get a touchdown in that fashion, uh, that's probably going to put you behind the eight ball quite a bit. This is pretty interesting. You guys on the look ahead was 15 and a half. Have you adjusted from that at all?
6: You know what? Uh, I went back up with it this morning at 14. Uh, Market came, came back up a little bit, kind of closer to our look ahead from last week. So we, we nudged it up to 15.5. So you're right. Arkansas probably should have won that game against AM. Alabama, even with the one point win over Texas, they lead the nation in scoring margin, scoring victories. So uh, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, I think it's going to sell around
3: two touchdowns or just above, kind of where it's at right now. So th- I think this is a really interesting aspect, and you kind of alluded to this for you guys. How much how important is it to kind of you don't want to be exactly in line with market, but how much is it to be in line somewhat with the market? Like you don't want to be three points off of of other shops, do you or does not not really matter? You guys have your position and this is what we're going to do with these numbers.
6: You're right. I mean, you can definitely bake your opinion into it. And we encourage, you know, all of our traders here to, to do that. And that's our approach. But yeah, you can't also be off, you know, a full touchdown or let's say a field goal a half or over key numbers. So you have to con- can take all these things into consideration when putting up a market or sorry, a number with market prices available
3: as well. All right. So let's take a look. Uh, Matt Grills with us, a trading manager over there at DraftKings as we're looking around the board. So let's talk quarterbacks and their impact. Texas was one that we were talking about a couple of minutes ago. We saw Steve Sarkeesian kind of floated out there like, hey, Quinn, he's, he's, he's dressing, he might be playing. He ultimately didn't play for Texas. I would assume that opens the door a little bit more for Ewers to make his return against West Virginia. How are you guys handling that? And what is a Ewers worth between him and Hudson Card?
6: Yeah, when it's these types of situations, you have to do your best guess, and sometimes kind of just in the middle of you know where are the two quarterbacks right out for the team so uh you know west virginia we we kind of were siding a little bit uh with them this week a little bit of an opinion toward them they look good against virginia tech uh texas who knows with them from a week to week basis you know they could hang with alabama they could drop a double digit lead to texas tech so it's the same old story for them going back the last couple of years but yeah if he was plays and is fully healthy could push the number up a little bit
3: uh what about a guy like aiden o'connell for purdue he ends up not making the start And now Purdue gets arguably one of the most improved teams. Like we're talking about UNLV as an improved team. Minnesota looks pretty incredible offensively through the first four games of the season. How much is an Aiden O'Connell worth uh, for Purdue when you look at their quarterback situation and uh, their backup who started yesterday, uh, Austin Burton?
6: Yeah, I brought up Alabama leading the nation in scoring margin. Guess who's number two, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Although they really have played a pretty poor schedule so far. Purdue's play a little bit tougher schedule, but, yeah, Aiden O'Connell, I mean, he's got to be worth probably five, six, if not seven points to the line. So really tough to make that number. Uh, got it up around 10 right now. If he plays, could be back down around a touchdown. If he does not, could creep up to maybe the 11, 12, 12 range.
3: So And then, what I find, man, the most interesting part about, like, rating these teams and trying to figure out what they are is, You get teams who play really easy schedules, and you can't really get a good read on it, and then once they start to step up in competition, maybe they're a little overvalued. I bring that up because Michigan, for example, right? Michigan last Sunday opens up as a 20-point favorite against Maryland. They never really came close to covering that number. They ended up closing around the range of 17, but their numbers were so good statistically because of the competition they faced. So how have you guys handled Michigan? Because was a big number yesterday in Ann Arbor against Maryland. Now they hit the road to take on Iowa. And I think I've got on my screen 10 and a half for you guys.
6: Yeah, you brought up Michigan. They they'd played the 131st ranked schedule going right. uh, into last week it's in terms of uh, teams that play from a power powering perspective. Uh, not from the traditional strength of schedule, how, how you look at that. So, um, yeah, I've actually played a competent team. Maryland hung with them. Now they go to Iowa. Could be an ugly game. Kind of a tough number to make just uh, with still probably not knowing too much about Michigan. Iowa looking so bad on offense. They had two more defensive touchdowns uh, yesterday. So, tough one to make. Uh, could be a, a real slog fest there.
3: How do you guys handle situations? Like, for example, a lot of handicappers do value Letdown spots, right? So we get a team like Kansas State, who we mentioned gets the big win over Oklahoma, takes care of business, now comes back in this spot. Uh, right now, I've got him on your screen, seven point favorite over Texas Tech, who, well, by the way, they're still on their backup quarterback. So we'll see if that's going to work. Tyler Suck has been out uh, with injury for the Red Raiders, but we'll throw in a team like Middle Tennessee State, too, right? Middle Tennessee goes on the road, takes out Miami in really big fashion. Do you guys factor in, for, is there a point uh, total for a from a side perspective for a letdown, or is that more like, you know what? We'll hang it up. We'll see how the market responds. And this is what we're going to do with that.
6: Yeah. I mean, you can look at the last week, you know, App State was probably the, the victim of that a little yep. bit against JMU, just so many weeks in a row playing these, these tight clo- games against big opponents. So it, yeah, it can factor in, but you know, you, you really try to, those are narratives a lot of the time. You try yep. to stick the numbers as much as possible, but you know, it can't have a factor, especially with, you know, people who are looking at these narratives and bending
3: into your, your, your numbers. All right, let's go with one more big-time program. Uh, We mentioned the Arkansas side of the Texas A&M game. Well, the Aggies seem to be getting by on smoke and mirrors. Uh, You know, I made the argument in that game against uh, Miami, for example, I laid it with the Aggies, and I felt like I got away with one because Mario Cristobal is a coward who likes to kick field goals a lot. Then they get this ridiculous win over Arkansas. Now they hit the road to take on Mississippi State. What have you guys done with Texas A&M from a rating standpoint? i got to assume it's been downgraded.
6: Yeah, a little bit. It, it's, it's, it's a tough team to assess for sure. A couple weeks into the season. And here's the thing though, though, they're able to you know scrape together a couple of these wins. Yep. So they are a little bit battle tested. So you go into Miss state, getting a couple of points here. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that one goes. That one, that one's really, they're one of the toughest teams to assess. I feel like early in the season, Texas A&M.
3: So Matt, we've gone over some of the big games, everything. You got a favorite game. I don't care if it's like a small one, whatever it is. What are you looking forward to the most next weekend? Huh?
6: <laughs> I, I think this week's uh, bringing a lot of good games, so really looking forward to that TC Oklahoma game. Yep. Looking forward to that Arkansas Alabama game. Pro- most of the ones you've already brought up. So, and and yeah, I hope the uh, Rebels can keep keep it going.
3: That's 17 point favorite against New Mexico, so uh, the the market is moving in favor of UNLV. Matt, good to talk to you, man. Thank you very much for joining us again. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. You got it again, Matt Grail, trading manager over at DraftKings. Yeah, man, there's a lot this is a really deep slate, by the way. There's a lot of games going on. Conference play starting up in a really big fashion. So you're getting a lot of those. We haven't even hit on the for example, LSU on the road against Auburn. Auburn opened up as a six point underdog, now catching eight at home. Forty four and a half is a total now up to forty eight. Can I just say, so there's a lot of people who are pretty mad at Harson for going for it on that fourth down late in that matchup? People are going to hate to hear it, but the win probability number said to actually go for it in that spot. But, hey, that's a conversation for another day. If you missed out on any part of this, the College Football Betting Podcast feed, that's where you want to go. Beeson College Football Betting Pod has a lot of different episodes, not just this one, of course, and a lot of good insight from our guys like Matt Eumanns, Adam Burke, and more. So make sure you check that out up on the podcast feed. Until then, we're all done. Live Bet Sunday resumes, and we'll be back here in this spot on College Football Lines Revealed next week. See you, folks.